from ABC News. Biden ending deals with Central America restricting asylum. The Biden administration is withdrawing the U.S. from agreements with three Central American countries that restricted the ability of people to seek asylum at the southwest border. Part of a broad effort to undo the immigration policies of President Donald Trump. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Saturday the administration had notified El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras that it had started the formal process of terminating agreements that have been part of Trump's effort to restrict asylum. The agreements, which had been on hold since early in the coronavirus pandemic, required many people seeking asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border to gain said to one of the three Central American countries and pursue their claims there. The Biden administration believes there are more suitable ways to work with our partner governments to manage migration across the region. Blinken said in a statement announcing the immediate suspension of the agreements and their eventual termination. Secretary of State said the administration intends to work with the Central American nations to reduce some of the insecurity and poverty that caused people to flee in the first place while maintaining the security of the U.S. border. To be clear, these actions do not mean that the U.S. border is open, he said. While we are committed to expanding legal pathways for protection and opportunity here and in the region, the United States is a country of borders and laws that must be enforced. The Trump administration pushed the Central American nations to accept the agreements as a way to reduce the number of people seeking asylum in the United States. Critics said it amounted to a U.S. retreat from its obligations under international law to help people fleeing persecution since neither of the three countries can clearly provide refugee. Since the start of the pandemic, the U.S. has been quickly expelling nearly everyone apprehended at the border or seeking asylum under a public health law to prevent the spread of COVID-19. President Joe Biden signed a series of executive orders Tuesday that in a Trump Immigration policies are put under review. Also, such up a task force to reunite Central American families who have been forcibly separated at the border under a zero tolerance program in 2018. Iran, U.S. must lift sanctions before it leaves up to a new deal. Iran's Supreme Leader on Sunday urged the United States to lift all sanctions if it wants Iran to live up to commitments under its nuclear deal with world powers. State TV reported his first comments on the matter since U.S. President Joe Biden took office. If the U.S. wants Iran to return to its commitments, it must lift all sanctions in practice, then we will do verification. Then we will return to our commitments, State TV called Ayatollah Ali Khamenei as saying, Former President Donald Trump unilaterally withdrew the U.S. in 2018 from the atomic deal, which saw in Iran agreed to limit its enrichment of uranium. In exchange for the lifting of economic sanctions, Biden has said he will seek to revive the deal, but this is that Iran must first reverse its nuclear stops, creating a contest of wills between the nations. This is the definitive and irreversible policy of the Islamic Republic. 
and all of the country's officials are unanimous in this, and no one will deviate from it. Kamini added Sunday, reiterating Iranian leaders' previous remarks that the U.S. must ease its sanctions before Iran comes back into compliance. The Supreme Leader, 81, the final say on all matters of state in Iran, and approved the efforts of reaching the nuclear deal in 2015. In response to Trump's so-called maximum pressure campaign against Iran, the country began to gradually violate its atomic commitments and threaten further provocations in a bid to increase its leverage and get Biden to prioritize a return to the deal as he moves to dismantle Trump's legacy. Biden has signed a series of executive actions that are first course on a wide range of issues, including climate change and immigration, following the killing last December of an Iranian scientist credited with pure heating. The country suspended military nuclear program. Iran's parliament approved a law to block international nuclear inspectors later this month, a serious violation of the accord. Iran also has begun enriching uranium closer to weapons grade levels and said it would experiment with uranium metals, a key component of a nuclear warhead. The country has announced its moves and insisted that all breaches of the pact are easily reversible. Iran says its nuclear program is for peaceful purposes only. Former heavyweight champion Leon Spinks dies at 67. Leon Spinks won Olympic gold and then shocked the boxing world by beating Muhammad Ali to win the heavyweight title in only his eighth profile has died. He was 67. Spinks, who lived his later years in Las Vegas, died Friday night. According to a release from a public relations firm, he had been battling prostate and other cancers. His wife, Brenda Gler Spinks, and a few close friends and other family members were by his side when he passed away. A lovable heavyweight with a drinking problem, Spinks beat Ali by decision in a 15-round fight in 1978 to win the title. He was unranked at the time and picked as an opponent because Ali was looking for an easy fight. He got anything but that. With an or unorthodox pink swarming over Ali, though at the final his wife was standing in by split decision, the two met seven months later at the Superdome in New Orleans, with Ali taking the decision this time before a record in their boxing crowd of 72,000 in a national television audience estimated at 90 million people. It was one of the most unbelievable things when Ali agreed to fight him because you look at the fights he had up to then, and he was not only not a top contender, but she didn't have been a contender at all. Promoter Bob Arum said Saturday, he was just an opponent, but somehow he found a way to win that fight. Spinks would lose the rematch to Ali in New Orleans and fought for the title only once after that. When he was stopped in the third round in 1991 by Larry Holmes, Continued fighting on and off into the mid-1990s, finishing with a record of 26-17-3. Spinks with a big grin that often showed off his missing front teeth was popular among boxing fans for both his win over Ali and his easygoing personality, but he burned through his earnings quickly and at one point after retiring was working as a custodian at a YMCA in Nebraska, cleaning locker rooms. He later was part of a group of ex-fighters who have their brains studied by the Cleveland Clinic Lou Rubo Center for Brain Health in Las Vegas. Spinks was found to have brain damage caused by a combination of taking punches to the head and heavy drinking, though he functioned well enough to do autograph sessions and other events late in his life. 
He was a good soul, said Jin Kilbride, who was Ellie's business manager when he fought Sphinx and became friends with the fighter. Sphinx won a light heavyweight division at the 1976 Olympics in Montreal, beating Sixto Soria of Cuba in an upset to become one of five U.S. fighters to win gold. His brother Michael, would later become heavyweight champion himself, won the middleweight gold and Sugar Ray Leonard took the welterweight title. Sphinx was hardly spectacular after turning pro, winning six of his first seven fights just four months before he met Ali. He could manage just a draw with journeyman Scott Lee too, and he wasn't on anyone's radar in the heavyweight title picture. But Ali was coming off a brutal fight with Ernie Shavers and wasn't looking forward to what would have been a mandatory bout against Ken Norton, whom he had already fought three times and who seemed to have Ali's number. Instead, he saw an easy mark for a fight that was to be nationally televised on ABC, even knowing he would be stripped of one of his styles for taking another fight. Enter Spinks, who was such a big underdog, most sports books didn't even take part in the fight. In that fight, like, everything clicked, Arrow said. He came in with a game plan and he bet. Only it wasn't that Ali was at his best, but it only shocked everyone it had a good Leon was. Suddenly, Spinks was the heavyweight champion of the world at the age of 25th. I'm not the greatest, Spinks said afterward, just the latest. Arm was in the dressing room with Ellie after the fight and said Ellie, directing him to sign Spinks a quick rematch that you fought seven months later in a primetime fight on CBS as a television viewing records at the time, but only half the country tuning in. Ellie took the win much more seriously than he did the first fight, meaning a decision though Spinks was competitive, Spinks might have been a little better, I'm such, but enjoyed the life of being heavyweight champion too much and part much of the time between fights. Young posed in a bus stop with a glass of champagne, smoking a cigarette. Suddenly had an entourage as big as the one that Halley had. Aram said, we were all staying at the same hotel in New Orleans for the rematch. And one morning, I was coming down to breakfast and Leon got in the elevator and collapsed on the floor. Obviously, I had been out drinking and said, Leon, are you crazy? You're fighting in just a few days. He said, what do you mean? I'm just coming in from road work. Among the notable people in singing to Raj was Lawrence Duryat, who would later be known as actor Mr. T and served as a bodyguard for the champion. Swings was born July 11, 1953 in St. Louis, raised in poverty along with his brother Michael after discovering boxing both brothers became top amateurs, culminating in the 1976 Olympics when Leon won to light heavyweight gold and Michael won to middleweight gold. Michael Swings will go on to win the heavyweight title in Salman in 85, spending it three times before being knocked out by Mike Tyson in 91 seconds in her 1988 fight in Atlantic City. But then the best part of Leon's career was over, though he would fight until losing a December 1995 fight against Fred Hall in St. Louis. After moving to Las Vegas, Binks was married to Brenda Miller Spinks in 2011. Two were often seen at boxing related activities, including Spinks' 2017 induction into the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. It was happy go lucky, the soul of the earth, Aaron said. Chuckling at the memory, Leon was nutty but couldn't get angry at the guy. He never meant any harm to anyone. You couldn't help but love him even though you shook your head at how he acted.